<laughs> it's funky once again, Shibley. Yes, it is. Ugh. Happy funky. Happy funky. Spooky funky. Spooky. Hey, it's Halloween, buddy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Boo. <laughs> Oh. Uh, yes, greetings and salutations, sports fans, college football fans, all across the wide and wonderful internet. Here on the college football edition of Modern Day Gladiators, of course, we've had what what a week it's already been. Mm-hmm. You had all the craziness with football. You had a, a crazy World Series. Oh yeah, that happened. My goodness, Game Seven was just last night as we record this. The Washington Nationals getting the W. Oh yeah, not a single. Home team won through this entire thing. It was just nuts with the craziness of everything. Oh, yeah. It's Halloween. Got all that. You have new tag team champions in AEW with SCU. Getting it. But, no, we got to talk about college football and everything that happened because, lo and behold, our beloved Tennessee Vols getting the win. And that's, That's what's so wonderful about college football, Shibley, is with everything crazy in sports right now, me and you still come to the studio for you know a little over an right at an hour to just talk about football. Isn't it yes. beautiful? Oh, God, absolutely. It's that time of year. It is great time for that, especially the wind and everything is howling outside oh. right now. As we've got some crazy weather going on here. It's a weather I'm sure they'd love in California with the rain right now. But right, yeah, for sure. Who? But we didn't even fully introduce ourselves. It's me, Michael Shibley, yeah, the ace is. of Tennessee sports podcasting, mm. and of course, of cross for me, the biggest Magic Mike fan out there. Oh, and that's great, <laughs> Mister Too Hot for TV, Trey Pack. Yeah, I, I do listen to haffle so i am yeah yeah we can skip that last episode (laughs) yeah it's it's Uh, a lot anyway it it is a lot yeah that what wow uh (laughs) yes of course our good friends over there at the outlander media network we're here in studio we've got it it's time to talk about tennessee beating the south carolina gamecocks 41 to 21 last saturday beautiful to watch moving their record to three and five Mm -hmm. and putting themselves again in much better position to get to a bowl game, as we keep talking about, because that's the goal at this point, is getting to a bowl game. But Tennessee doing it without Brian Maurer, he did not start. No. Didn't Te- touch the field. He yeah. didn't no, He didn't come onto the field. J.T. Shrout was announced as the starter, but he didn't even take the, the first, first snap. snap. And, yes, the our, our prince of UT took the first snap. And I was excited because yes. I, I wasn't in the stadium, but I was following Twitter. They announced Shroud as a starter, which I was already excited because I, you know how I feel about that that Rogue Two. <laughs> but I wanted the first play. I'm at work and see Jawan like commanding, you know, calling out the blitzes and whatever. I was like, "Yes, we're here. We've done it. Screw Kentucky. We're, we got a real quarterback." Oh, like that's just. Oh. It was a great atmosphere too. I mean, I think it was about eighty five thousand. I think yeah, was people it wasn't there, full. but still, it it felt. For a lot of people who were there and a lot of the media members, it felt like Neyland was doing Neyland things again, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah. is that home field advantage. But then, you know, they run a couple of different trick plays and different things, and Shrout does come in and play quarterback for a little bit. Does he does okay? But of course, the big thing you talk about even before all that, South Carolina gets a seventy-five yard touchdown pass on the first play from yeah, scrimmage. On play number one, yeah, exactly. On play number one, in the complete wrong way. I'm at work too. Look up and watch the game, and it's like, oh, so it's is it going to be one of yeah, these? It's one games? of these games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, hey, I'm just sitting there. You know, at my job, we're dead on game days, and yep. I just 
just you know kind of Tennessee football has let me down so much <laughs> over the past several years that I just, just kind of sunk in my seat yep but took it to the dome just like yeah okay it's gonna be one of those games I'm used to it now like let's get on with it, it, it that was yeah that was my feeling where I was like okay well let's let's see what they do with this right. it, it because again that's we've been <laughs> we've been beaten up so much in the last 12 seasons, it seems like at this point where these things happen. And then Tennessee just really doesn't, they do some things on that first drive that look okay, but it wasn't great. And then Tennessee, they put together a really good drive and then get down to the goal line. And we'll talk more about the goal line offense at this point because, and then they just are not able to punch it in. Right. But then they get the special teams. Mm-hmm. Callaway yep. does amazing things with the ball. Why you even try and punt with him? And the punter kicked the crap out of the ball. He had to. Yeah, he was punching. Just yeah, because he was. They were pinned back. Out kicked the coverage, which just left it wide open yep. for him to run in. And, and that's Shibley last week when we were previewing the game. That was the your big point is that if we could you know make some breaks on special teams mm-hmm. and take advantage of them, yep. that's how we win the game. And you were spot on, buddy. And honestly, I thought the coaching staff did a great job with Tennessee's just the entire game plan that mm-hmm. they had. Coaches did a great job in this one, especially handling Garantano because you, yes. you could see the way they, they announced Shroud as the starter. They put Jennings in, Shroud played, yep. uh, and then they did bring in Garantano. And again, there were some boos, but it was not as massive as it would have been. As it could have been. Has, yeah. If he was announced on the video board as the starter at the beginning of the game, it would just, which again, we, we've talked ad yeah. nauseum about booing people, at least my feelings on that. But I thought they handled, because they still wanted Garantano to play the yeah. bulk of this game. And he did. He played really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the best game. I'm not going to say it's the best game he's played of his career at UT, but it's definitely the best game he's played this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, bar none. And, and yeah. yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. They did a great job of managing that whole situation of, of you know, and this as a kid, I mean, Garantano, is, he's a senior, right? He's, he's a redshirt junior. Richard junior. So, I mean, he's 22 years old, 21 years old. I mean, you're still a kid, man, coming into, you know, 85,000 people booing at you. That's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can reduce that number and, you know, it still fit in your game plan. But in Pruitt says it best that he thinks that Garantano is going to give us the best chance to win. Until Maurer can come back healthy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't fault him for that. And, yeah. you know, that's why Pruitt makes the big bucks and why yeah. we sit here with microphones in our faces. Yes. So. <laughs> but in, in, a, in a, a studio with no windows. So, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Garantano, he was 11 for 19, 229 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, you can't ask for anything wrong with that no jt turnovers yeah. yeah no turn neither team had a turnover which right. i thought was amazing i think south carolina had like one fumble but they got it back right yeah but other than that it was a very clean game tennessee also did not give up a sack yeah which was huge i, I was gonna get on that is that the my difference between this game and any other game we've played in years was the you know i said it last week is the offensive defensive line play the offensive line is playing better now than I've seen in years yeah. and years. And a lot of that, I think, is Jim Chaney. I mm-hmm. think he oh, he's, yeah. he understands he doesn't have five All-Americans up front like he did at Georgia oh, and yeah. things like that. So, you know, you kind of – you really got to play around that. And I think they're – not only are they playing better than expected, but they're also in a system that is meant for them. Mm-hmm. So, which it's just – you know, we have we do have an All-American on the offensive line. Yeah. 
But, you know, he's not healthy. No, <laughs> so, he's not. So, you know, with Trey, I mean, yeah. So, a lot of that is scheme. and and But they are playing exceptionally well. And the defensive line, even with the, the Middleton targeting. Oh, God. That, which, which is awful. But they see, you know, it was yeah. next man up. And yep. we see, you know, still getting after him. Um, Helensky was on his back all day. Yeah, that that was one of those frustrating things. We, we can talk about that here briefly, is the fact that, that with the, what do you, what is Middleton supposed to do? Yeah, that's what, that's what that Pruitt point. said. Yeah. He's, you know, a giant guy, and Helensky's much shorter than he is. So, and he wrapped him up. Yeah, it was, and it's yeah, again perfect. what we've talked about before. I think if you wrap, I mean, we've talked about this. If you wrap a guy up first, and the, yeah, just, and then hit. I mean, it, it. You can tell again. It's not a malicious thing that he's doing, right? You. They need to work with the targeting, and again, they need to establish intent. Yes, yeah. which I don't think they're doing well enough at all right because, now. Because Middleton didn't. I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't launch at somebody, but he's yeah. such a giant human being. He's not gonna launch himself at people. Yeah, and I'm speaking from experience. I, you know, I'm a big dude. I play defensive line. You, you know, and the way I was taught as a defensive lineman is if you get a shot at the quarterback, you need to take advantage. And you know, never to I always say never to injure someone, always yeah. to hurt someone. Though. Yes, you want them to know you're coming. But yeah, I, I think that tackle was pit, it was picture perfect. He wrapped up, you know, put a hurt on him, put him on his back, made him know, let him know he was coming again. And, and just because the crown of his helmet, you know, hit, yeah, yeah. You, get, you know, Middleton's six five, and and Halinski's five eleven. You know, yeah. there's there's nothing he could do. Yeah, it's like you smashing into me at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it makes no sense. I mean, because if if he doesn't tackle him that way and just try does anything else, Halinski gets the ball out, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you don't want. It, that's that's what the way this game went, and you had so many things. If you just showed somebody who didn't watch the game at all and you saw that Tennessee won 41 to 21. Mm -hmm. The first things you would think is if you didn't see any of the game, first you would think Maurer must have played. Had to have. One. Two, every break went Tennessee's way. Right. And it did not happen at all. Which, which, and you look at what happened again in, at the end of the first half with things, just the momentum just seemed to be shifting the other way, which was just extremely frustrating for Tennessee fans. Of course, yeah. And I think, you know, it, what, what was the score at half? The score at half, it, no, it was 21 to 17. Us, we were ahead. No, right. no, South we, Carolina we was ahead okay, because they right. got that touchdown right at the end. Yes, yeah. Which okay. was frustrating, especially because Batuli played a, just an amazing <sighs> game, just stopping them every time. And that was another frustrating thing with the officials was the fact that they kept – ruling South Carolina yeah. scoring touchdowns and, and then they had to go back and then yeah and it's that's so it's such an important thing and we've talked yeah. about it before is the way that rule is is that the and anybody that knows football knows this is that the the replay booth has to prove mm-hmm. the the opposite yes. you know they're they're yeah. innocent until proven guilty mm-hmm. the refs are yeah so if you're calling that a touchdown every time I, I understand the intent behind it because the, every touchdown is getting reviewed regardless. Yep. But uh, it, it's a, you know, three or four of them in a game on, you know, subsequent drives. That's a lot. You know, yeah. you, you got to have better eyes than that. You can't get the same call wrong four times. Yeah. And, and then the, and the fans were just, the fans were upset. Pruitt got himself even an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Yeah. I thought he was going to get tossed yeah, in this he, game gone, at yeah. some point. Just because, again, from what happened with the Alabama game, exactly. and then you have a targeting thing again that happens. 
with with Middleton. Yeah. With Middleton. So you have all of that. And both of them were the same kind of deal. But yeah. with the Batuli targeting against Alabama, there's nothing Batuli yeah. could have done other than what he did to yep. keep the, the ball carrier out of the end zone. Mm-hmm. There's no way Middleton could have tackled Helensky there and Helensky not got the yeah. ball out other than the way he tackled. Unless him. he lowers himself an extra foot to like spear him in the chest, which right. is not he's too tall for that. Yeah, exactly. It's it just doesn't make any and even then if you're lowering yourself that much yeah. and you give Helensky that ability to throw to, over top of yeah. him, then then yeah, it's I don't know. I, I understand targeting yep. again from somebody that's got some some trauma in the brain. Yeah, then yeah, I get it. But <laughs> we got to re-examine this rule. They, yeah, and again, that's something we'll definitely talk about as the season ends. I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll yeah. ever stop talking. No, about we targeting. probably won't. That'll give us fifteen minutes for every one of these podcasts to talk about that. But of course, we got to talk about the, the man of the hour. We talked about Batuli a little bit, mm-hmm. but we got to talk about Juwan Jennings yeah. and yeah. everything that he did in this game. Game of his career. It was amazing. Again, lining up at quarterback, but then seven catches, one hundred and seventy-four yards. Two touchdowns. Yep. He had some just game-breaking moments. Mm. The touchdown in the first half where yes. they get it to him, and he just runs over people and goes beast mode yep. on the South Carolina defenders into the end zone, and that gives us the lead. And everybody, the crowd is just back into it yep. and everything. It kept everybody's hopes up. Then in the second half... It was a great ball thrown by Garantano with a guy in his face, and that's what ended up getting Garantano's hand broken. Right, and that was a late hit. No flag, no targeting, no nothing. Yeah. I mean, it it was bang, bang, but Mm -hmm. how many times have you saw that same hit? If that hits on Tua, it's a flag. It's a flag. If that hits on on, uh, Hurts or Burrow or or Justin Field, that's one. But just because it's Garantano and a dude's wearing orange and white, it's not a flag. Yeah. So the refs hate us. (laughs) I'm not going to get down that whole conspiracy hole, but I will will save you guys for that one. But, I mean, Jennings just had an amazing game, but that pass, it dropped right in there, and Jennings running over all the photographers there at the row. It's wrecked. Oh, absolutely wrecked. But that was, again, amazing. But then what happens, too, is Garantano now has to go out, and he's, again, been playing really well. And it helps, again, when your line is protecting you. And we were able to run the ball fairly well, 134 rushing yards, which you can get... 125, 130 rushing yards. That's a good day with especially the line that we have. Right, yeah. And again, again, remember South Carolina two weeks ago beat Georgia. Right, yeah, exactly. And, and shut down, you know, their whole running and attack. Stopped yeah. Florida for a great part of that game. Yeah. So you have to remember what team we're playing here. And then you bring in Shroud, and Shroud just throws a beautiful pass to Marquez, to Marquez yeah. Callaway. Oh. Which, and again, Shrout, you got to give hats off to Jim Chaney because he knows what Shrout can and cannot do. And he was throwing a lot of like corner routes and different things where if he overthrows, which we've seen that Shrout puts a lot of mustard on that ball, and if he's overthrowing him, the worst thing that's going to happen is you overthrow the guy and it's incomplete. There's no chance of that ball, for the most part, getting picked off. Right. It, and that's my. I saw a great tweet that's like, I can't wait to watch Shrout go to a Pac-12 school and, and win a Heisman Trophy. Because <laughs> at, at this point, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into it, you know, here when we preview next week. Is is Shibley? I don't. Shrout was really impressive. I, I'm all in on Money Mauer. I think you know he's the next Manziel. I really do. But Shrout played a great game, dude. That ball to, yeah. to Callaway was beautiful, and it's something we've not seen in in Neyland Stadium. In years, you know, Garantano was not a deep ball threat. You know, yeah. 
Not since the days of Tyler Bray. Yeah, Dobbs. Really I mean, Dobbs could throw it, but it took a while to get there. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a, on a rope. Right. Yeah. So, and then you have. I mean, again, yeah. Shroud was seven for eleven, one twenty-two. So, I mean, we put up almost five hundred yards against the South Carolina defense that shut down Georgia. Mm-hmm. So you see all of these things happen, and then again at the end, the backbreaker for South Carolina was special teams again. Yep. Batuli not only blocking it, but recovering, recovering it, it yeah, which was awesome. an amazing moment. That was just great to see, and fans just could sit back almost and just enjoy it because Tennessee just pinned their ears back mm-hmm. and went after South Carolina after that and made stops, mm-hmm. which Tennessee has not been a team that can do that right. as often as we see. So it's a great win. I feel really, really good about it. Mm-hmm. But there's also things Tennessee can still work on. Oh, of course. Which was great. I mean, you look at our third down efficiency was not great. It was 5 of 14 in the game. And our average, I looked it up, our average third down to go in the game Mm -hmm. was third in like 8.7. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. (laughs) And that that's a game plan deal, um, and it's it's a running game deal because yeah. if you can't establish the running game on first down or second down, you know what have you, um, yeah, you get your mm-hmm. your third and against the sticks, and yeah. especially when you're playing, you know, quarterback roulette, really, yeah. It's so hard. It helps when you again when you have the great wide receivers. That's a great right. that's a great thing that they can bail you out of a lot of things yeah. like that. It almost brought me back to what was it? A, I, I want to say 06 when David Cutcliffe came back yeah. as the offensive coordinator, or 07 even. Yeah, it was 07. It was those times when you had Ainge there and then you had Meacham and Swain yeah. and those guys. But even when it was th- – I mean, before that, before Cutcliffe got back mm-hmm. with Ainge and some of those guys, when it was third and long, yeah. and I was like, well, they're just going to run a little bubble wide receiver screen and get nothing out of it. Right. And then comes back and it's third and long and it's like okay I feel like we can still pick this we can still up do this yeah and that's what it was at least feeling like where with the guys we have I know we at least have a chance to do that oh yeah so Tennessee again that's something they're gonna have to work on with running the football I think and establishing stuff more on third down because they were throwing a lot on first down yeah and I think with uh, you know with the, a lot of that's based on what you're saying on film yeah. and things for us. A lot of, you know, I'm not studying South Carolina before we play them. Not, you know, I, yeah. I've not watched their game the previous week or whatever. But, I mean, they're, they've played such great defense that you know that you've got to move the ball against yep. them. And then you also, again, something else we're just going to have to work on is that red zone offense. Yeah. Our red zone offense has just been awful. We, we get it down again, and then I – and Jim Chaney's called a lot of great games. I just don't know why there was a pass play called there on that fourth, the fourth and goal. Thing made no sense. Where it's like, just give the ball to Crouch and let him just bulldoze his way right. in. Run the play that you ran, yeah, that, that you were should have ran against Alabama. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, just run left. Yeah, run behind Trey Smith it, and get into the end zone. It, it, it just, shouldn't be this hard. Right. As soon as, as soon as, especially, you know, if you've got Maurer back there, I'm not as I'm still furious, but I'm not as mad. Yeah. But you're putting the ball in Garantano's hands on fourth and one. Like yep. no, 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 no. Like Sandra Bullock says, run the damn ball. Yes. Yes. Run behind him. Yes. We've all seen the, the blind side, especially here. It's yeah, that's what I think was frustrating to me is these decisions because again, you look at what we have coming up. And again, we've got UAB, which we'll talk about uh, at the end of the show. But then you've got 
Kentucky team that just beat the crap out of Missouri, yeah. which was really interesting to see what they did Kelly there. Kelly Bryant wasn't 100% and didn't play. Yeah. I didn't realize that until yep. – because um, we talked about that. Yeah. and about Because you know. they lost to Vanderbilt the week before. Right, yeah. So it's just – yeah, exactly. Yep. So, yeah, Kelly Bryant's not all there right now. Yeah. So, you know. And, of course, by the time he <laughs> – by the time we're rolling into to Columbia, then he'll be 100%. Well, we'll have to see because, yeah, after Kentucky – I mean, Missouri coming up, I think they've got a bye week. But then before they play us, they have Georgia and Florida. And then we are coming off a bye week to play them. Now, they seem to play a hell of a lot better in Columbia compared to oh, yeah. on the road. So you have that factor to look in. But Kentucky – and we're still – I think the ESPN – uh, the football power index still only has us at about a 40% chance to win that game. I'm sure it's a lot better now yeah. than it was. It, yeah, four weeks it, ago. it definitely yeah. was. But again, Kentucky playing at home, it's going to be it's a night game. It's supposed to be in the 30s, I think, Hell up yeah. in Lexington. So it's going to be one of those games that Kentucky can pull off because they're not definitely not as good as the team that we beat last year. No. They're not they're not that good. But they're still with Stoops there. They are a really well coached team. It's not the Kentucky that you see you've seen in years past. Right. What's the uh, the receiver they boat Bowden Bowden yeah, Bowen? Yeah, I think Bowden. His yeah. Name is. He has uh, he played incredible against Missouri. Also, no, oh, he did. I mean, he he had like two hundred and fifty yards rushing, and, and they you know they they don't do too much with him. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they don't. He's not a Jawan Jennings. He, yeah, he was a high school quarterback, whatever. But I would one hundred percent trust Jawan throwing the ball. Yeah. 10, 15, 20 times a game. They don't. But that's he's not that guy. Mm-hmm. Um. But they use him great. And it's, yeah. It's I mean, so hard. Even though people have been doing this wildcat stuff for years. There's something about having a whole yeah. game plan around it that that just works. Yeah, he Bowden Jr. was he was three for seven passing for 54 yards, right. but he was he had 21 carries for 204 yards rushing. So yeah, that's exactly what they Ten were yards doing. A yeah, and we'll see again what happens. Missouri again does not have a defense. So much of their stuff is just all on their offense at this right. point with Doolander calling everything. <laughs> and and the thing with that is in years past with Tennessee, yeah. I would be terrified because, you know, I said this a couple of weeks ago, we're not yeah. getting in a shootout with anybody. Yeah. If we're in a shootout with, with, with Rogue 2 behind, you know, under center, we're dead because mm-hmm. we just are not, you know, punch the ball in the end zone that many times. With 18, with, with Money mm-hmm. Mauer, I, I trust us to put some points up. And we've got guys like Daryl Taylor, Batuli, and 12-12 who can spy Bowden and keep an eye on him, too. Yes. You yeah. have guys who can do that as well, which, again, is encouraging. Missouri will have to see where they're coming out of all of this to see. But, again, they play better in in Columbia by far than they have on the road. I mean, and, they lost to Wyoming to open the season, for crying right. out loud. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with Kelly Bryant. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You take um, you take Hertz in Oklahoma right yeah. now, which and we'll talk about that game here in a second. I'm sure. That oh was, yeah, we'll, that was incredible. But with Hertz, you know, like he said, he's getting ready to play Texas, and they say, "Are you?" You know, ask him if he's nervous, and he says, "No, I played in the Iron Bowl." It's I feel like it's the opposite for someone like Kelly Bryant. Yeah, 
that's you know played at Clemson and you know you play in some big games. Yeah. But all your big games are at home because you are the Alabama of your yeah. conference. I mean, they had the the Louisville game against Lamar Jackson. Right. Florida State hadn't completely fallen off the table yet with Kelly Bryant there. Right. So, but every yeah. week in the SEC, if it, if yeah. you got an away game, I don't care where you're, unless you're going to Vanderbilt. Yeah. Or Arkansas right mm-hmm. now, but even Arkansas is like still selling yeah. the majority of their tickets. But no, you come in Neyland Stadium, or you go in in you know even in in Kroger Field right now in Kentucky. The, the fan base it's it's a different ball game it, it does mean more <laughs> it, it it definitely does and that's what Tennessee fans are just gonna have to look at but again getting this South Carolina win and finally beating Will Muschamp yes yeah which was just great to see when you look at everything it's love like, seeing all these people leaving here disappointed uh, oh, oh that was a good troll job I no, will give him right, credit yeah. for that it drove me insane but it it was just it was amazing. well deserved yeah <laughs> we deserved yeah, we totally did. But it looks like, again, we're going to be behind, at least according to the football power index of defeating Kentucky. It's the two road games. It's because they're on the road. Yep. We've got favor to, favorable stuff against UAB and Vanderbilt. So we'll see. You've got to win three out of the four. Yeah, you got to you gotta win. we got to beat Vanderbilt and UAB. I'm not yep. looking past UAB. No. I called them our trash game a couple yep. weeks ago, and I said we were going to get B. So when we give our predictions later, I will contradict that. Yes. obviously. but <laughs> um, UAB's what six and one. We'll, we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get into that yeah, in we'll a second. Later, Let's yeah. just take a a quick thing here. We'll talk about, of course, everything that happened in the rest of the world of college football. But of course, you are listening to the Modern Day Gladiators podcast on the Outlander Media Network. This beautiful studio that we have, I love it. We've got, of course. All the other great podcasts on Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to us, please, again, give us those likes, those subscribes, those shares, those five-star reviews mean so much. If you've just just taken a little bit of your day and have just been enjoyed by at least a little bit of what we've been saying, just if you could please just take an extra 30 seconds and go into that app, wherever you listen to your podcast, and give us a good rating and comment on it, we we would love you forever for that. And, of course, all the other great podcasts, what we got, Stare... Scared Stupid, Geeks Inherited the Earth, yep. of course, Halfle. Boys Over in Halfle, DLC Respawn, so many other big podcasts on the way, yeah, Deadbeat Deadbeat Radio, Radio. Yep. everything. And, and more on the way. Yeah. So many more. I it's, mean, it's like every day we're getting yeah. messages like, hey, this is coming. It's like, sweet. And of course, we've got to thank, of course, our wonderful sponsors, Joe Shirt, JoeShirt.com. Oh, yeah. You've got great ideas for things to, to expand your brand and put it on a t-shirt, whatever your idea is. Get with Joe Shirt. They can help you there. Joe Shirt Deluxe. They can help you put it on a mug, a banner, Anything whatever. You, you want a modern-day gladiator football, they can do it. Yeah. Put it on a hat, whatever. Joe Shirt Deluxe. Otherworldly Coffee. <sighs> Otherworldlycoffee.com. It's liquid cocaine. It is liquid cocaine. It's insane. You guys need to try this stuff. Get it. Go to otherworldlycoffee.com. Check out all the great products they've got yeah. there. Use Outlander in all caps. Okay. Yell it. Yeah. Outlander. And you're going to get 20% off your order, which is amazing to have there. The, the best endorsement for, for Otherworldly Coffee right now is, is Sam on Half Old Cup Boys Go. Was was just like, yeah, or no, it was Chase. He was just like, yeah, uh, you know, I don't want to wake up and feel like a dirt bike racer. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, that's Otherworldly Coffee right there. If you want to feel like you are about to do something insane, 
Otherworldly coffee. Yes. Get it done. And of course, Black Cat's Curiosities and Oddities up there in Oneida, Tennessee. Yeah. Great group of people up it's there. their season. Yeah. It's Today their season. is, this is their Christmas. Yes, it is. And of course, you've got all the stuff coming up after that where there's the solstice and everything. There's yeah. things going on with that too. Oh, uh, there's plenty of, yeah. of things, you know, you want to fight off witches. Go on up there. Black Cat Curiosities and Oddities. Check them out up in Oneida, Tennessee. But let's real quick just. A couple of highlights from last week with college football. I mean, the big one, of course, was Kansas State knocking off Oklahoma. Yeah, great game. That was a great game. Oklahoma tried to claw its way back. They recovered the onside kick, but the replay did show correctly that it did touch an Oklahoma guy. half a yard, man. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a game of inches. It It really is. is. It's, and just, what a game. It was almost the 98 where uh, Florida State did the onside kick and it hit the kicker. Right. It did hit him. Right. (laughs) But. What's, what's Oklahoma's coach's name? I can never. It's Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Yes, mm-hmm. he. I think um, you know, they did lose that game, um, and to be honest with you, I think that hurt. Even though Hurts played incredible, I think he he they probably lost his, his Heisman Trophy that game. It probably did. Yeah, um, just because, with Justin Fields doing what he's doing right now mm-hmm. at Ohio State, you just can't get you know you just can't give it to him. But I think Lincoln Riley coached a hell of a game. I mean, to be down and be able to keep your team up like that. Yeah. Uh, to claw back into it and have a sh- and you in theory a foot and a half you recover the ball with just you know with hurts on fire <sighs> you hate to see it and yeah. i'm not a big oklahoma guy or anything like that um but you know it was just heartbreaking yeah and then of course you had what ohio state just blitzed wisconsin yeah no they're the real deal the man. buckeyes are by far the real deal we'll see what happens of course in a few weeks when penn state plays them penn state's got a tough road they beat the crap out of michigan state of which was really good they've got a bye week but then they're playing also coming off a bye an undefeated minnesota team yeah, up there in the minneapolis row, the row the boat pj fleck man that's of course he was, he was calling for game day to come up to uh up there of course, in two weeks, it's also Alabama and LSU, so yeah, yeah. it's not going to happen. But yeah. it's it's wishful thinking, and I give him yeah. – it was cool to see a game day up at uh, South Dakota yeah, last I, week. I love, dude, really I love that so much. And that, that, those small games, that, that's, yeah. fo- that's football. The Dakota marker, which they play the rivalry <laughs> trophy so for great. that, which is awesome. Yeah. North Dakota State coming back and getting the win. Yeah. It was a great college football game. Yeah, I mean, it, North Dakota State's won, like, what, sixth the last – Eight. Seven of the last eight. That's in yeah. That's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. So, but they you know three. They were like fifty seven and, and three. Yeah. Over the past sixty games, and two of their three losses are to to South Dakota. Yep. That's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then of course you had of course the big top ten matchup in the SEC. LSU taking care of Auburn twenty three to twenty. Good game. It was a even though they didn't cover, it was still good enough to vault them in the AP over Alabama. So LSU Should. is going to be number one. You don't think Alabama's going to be a little sore about that going into that game yeah, yeah every, in everyone in that organization except nick saban yeah because <laughs> saban could not care less oh he couldn't so we'll of course talk plenty more about lsu and alabama next week oh, yeah. here on modern day gladiators because they've got a buy where espn of course will just hang out on campus on yeah. both of them they've done that before they'll do it again alabama of course took care of arkansas because that's what they do. Right. You have, and then the other big game that you had was Michigan taking care of Notre Dame. Yeah, which took care of them, which I, shocked you know me a little bit. I mean, Notre Dame, and again, in the slop and the mess there. Yeah. That 
I'm not going to say it saved Jim Harbaugh's job because I don't think Michigan... He went on the hot seat. Yeah, you're not going to fire Jim Harbaugh because, yes, he's not going to get you... He might not get you to that level that you really, really, really want him to unless all the pieces fall into place. But you're not going to get anybody better. Right, yeah. There's Yeah, Yeah. as much as I hate him, no, you've got the bell of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Just and roll thing, with it. Do you, like people, us as fans, not us as fans, because I think we're good fans, Shibley, but yeah. so many people, they don't understand. You know how hard it is to win a national championship? It's, it's hard. Like, Alabama's made it look like yeah. an art form. But, I mean. It's because Nick Saban's is the best coach going. Of all, yeah, yeah, he's the best coach of all time. But, yeah, but even that, dude, if you're not, with, with college football, mm. you're just reloading yeah. every year. If you're not reloading like that every year, I mean, yeah, Michigan's you know a top ten recruiting class yep. every year. Alabama's a top three recruiting class every single year. So Absolutely, it's so hard. So, so my, hard. Yeah, my four for the playoff right now, if it was held today, would be I've got LSU. I've got LSU number one, and again, this is based on what I've seen on the field. Yeah. LSU number one, Ohio State number two, Alabama number three, and then now I've got Clemson back in there. Yeah, they, they're still the they're still as terrible as the ACC is. Besides the escape at North Carolina, they're still beating everybody else by five touchdowns. Yeah. So you're you're just gonna have to deal with that, and and they'll be there, I think, come playoff time. Yeah, so. I think. I mean, they're, if they're an undefeated ACC champion, you can't. Yeah not put them in yeah but you know again i think what it's going to come down to is we're going to have to have well i think we'll have four undefeated teams we could we could still have that we'll just see where it all shakes out but especially with oklahoma losing i think that almost takes the big 12 out of it we'll just have to see because if oregon and utah out in the pac-12 which everybody has just forgotten about at this point oregon's in it right now yeah they're in it utah's still in it too if both of them run the table have one loss and they're meeting in the pac-12 championship game each with one loss i mean that could be for a playoff spot yeah here's my thing with that and we talked about it last week i think that with um, it, with the craziness of the SEC, that if if LSU beats Alabama, and then LSU and then uh, Georgia beats LSU, I think you know we've got a bunch of one loss teams there. You're going to take a one loss SEC team leaps and bounds over a one loss team anywhere oh, yeah. else in the country. So yeah. I mean, but if Clemson gets upset somewhere along the line, that's I think going to eliminate them, done. and the yeah. Pac-12 is definitely back in play. Yeah, I would. So, yeah. I would much rather now. That that's I never thought I would say this at the beginning of the year. I would take a one loss Oregon team over a one loss Clemson. Team, Absolutely, at which this point, is based on the schedule and everything that they've played, yeah. I I would I completely agree with you. Of course, in two weeks, once we have some of these other big big games, mm-hmm. we will definitely break all of that down. But let's just run through some of the quick other games. There's not a lot of really sexy matchups yeah. on the schedule this week. Let's lose some money. Yeah, but <laughs> a couple of them. You've got, of course, the old cocktail party. Yeah. Oh, that's Georgia, Florida. Game, yeah. That's going to be that's the game of the week. Uh, the line it's Georgia six and a half. I've got Georgia in it, but I think it's a field goal game. I'd take Florida and the points. Yeah, at six and a half. At six and a half, I'm going to take Georgia. Uh, you know, I think that they're, they'll win. If they're going to win the game, they're going to win by at least a touchdown. So, okay. Yeah. So that we yeah, we differ on that. Utah, and again, I talked about Utah being back in this conversation, but they've got to travel up to Seattle, where Washington, they've lost three games, but if Eason is on, it's, Washington's on fire. Yep. I still have Utah winning it because I think What's over the line, man? it's it's Utah by a field goal. Yeah, I take Utah there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. all day long. Yeah. And then you've got 
Another Pac-12 matchup, you've got USC hosting Oregon. Oregon at four and a half, but I've got, I've got Oregon running all over USC no, in this I've one. I've had one of these. I don't think I had one last week, actually. But, hey, uh, if, if you're listening, I want you to go to the bank. I want you to take out a loan for as much money as they'll give you. Take out a second mortgage and bet it on Oregon. <laughs> Buy another house. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oregon. I think Oregon wins by two touchdowns. Yep. They're a four and a half point favorite. Yeah, yep. no, bet it all. And then you've got... Uh, this is the game day gang. Uh, they're going to this one. Memphis at number at twenty fourth ranked, hosting undefeated SMU in an yeah. in an American. I, hey, they're going to be hanging out on Beale Street, eating at the Rendezvous. Yeah, I get it. it, but they they've never been to yeah. Memphis. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't see how you go to Memphis and not go to Georgia, Florida. You know what I'm saying? They, I think they did that last year. And so, they've gone to the cocktail party a lot, so they yeah. wanted to try something different, which yeah. is fine. I get it. Yeah, you know, same. Who? What was? Yeah. You know, there were a bunch of games you could have went to last week, but you went to North Dakota. That's true. So, I do want a. I do want Tennessee fans in Memphis to show up though at game day. Oh yeah. Wear your orange and show it because especially we're recruiting Memphis again. We got all those guys from no, the same no, high we school. We own Memphis right now. So, yes do that especially heck basketball season's about to just tip off tennessee just had their first exhibition game yep. last night a we've got to take care of memphis on the hard court too since we don't play them in football anymore um but i've got memphis winning this game it's at home smu yeah they're undefeated but memphis they're a darn good football team too yeah they've so they were um undefeated through like they were like nine and zero a couple years ago last yep. year mm-hmm. yeah um they had that quarterback that was great um, but yeah, no, I think you know Memphis is definitely no pushover. But I, I take SMU there. Yeah. SMU's rolling. All right. Well, we we differ on a couple of these, so that'll be fun. Uh, but of course, then we've got Tennessee versus UAB. <sighs> UAB again. We've talked about this. They are six and one coming off a of bye week. Mm-hmm. They won their conference last year. These guys are not going to go into Neyland Stadium and be intimidated by it no. one bit. Now, they have played nobody up to right. this stuff. Oh, yeah. Usually, a lot of these the teams from these lower conferences have played their big payday, one big payday game already. Right. This is usually their second one. They have not. Their only loss in the season was pretty much their toughest opponent up to that point, which was Western Kentucky, and they did lose that game. Yeah. So, but they're not going to be intimidated. I've got Tennessee taking care of business, though, because I think What's people are feeling good. The line is 12 and a half. Tennessee's favored yeah. by 12 and a half. I've got Tennessee getting the win. I've got it 31 to 17. Okay. Yeah, I mean, my, my thing with, with a team like UAB, and here is where the our first game of the year to Georgia State, losing that game. It, you know, obviously it's huge because it's we lost to Georgia State. Who Georgia State's got a great record right now. They, you know, they're not no pushover this year. Yeah, but you get a team like UAB. If I'm UAB's coach, I am just hammering that into my kids' head. Georgia State beat them. I think if UAB plays Georgia ten times, I think UAB beats them nine. Hey, I think UAB is a much better team than Georgia State. So I'm hammering that in my kids' heads. Yep. And not only that, and you know, this is—I think this may be more of a high school thing than a, a a college thing. But if you show up for an away game, and you know, or you're getting ready for an away game, and you find out that that team scheduled you for their homecoming, it's just a spit in the face, man. Because yep. that's the oh, we know we're gonna win. We got to win on homecoming. Got to use it as motivation. Exactly. Yes. No, I think UAB's got every chance um, to motivate their team. Um, but I think Money Mauer comes out on fire. 
Jawan, uh, Jawan's just had a great week, media yeah. week. In oh my yeah, opinion. he's been like, amazing. He, he's been on, he's been on yep. ESPN, SEC Network, doing all kinds of stuff. Um, they asked Jawan, you know, if it's really soaking in that he's only got, you know, two games left in Neyland Stadium, and the kid almost cried. Yeah. So I think Jawan has another huge game. I think Maurer throws for over three hundred. Um, I think we win forty-eight to seven. Okay. I like it. I would love to see that. Just again, everybody coming out feeling good, and then we head up to Lexington, take on the Wildcats by week before the last two big games yep. of the season. And for the first time in two years, Shibley, I will be in Neyland Stadium this That's Saturday. Nice. So, oh, I well, can't wait. Yeah, if they win, it's because you're there. Absolutely. Course, yeah, forty-eight-seven. I'm. I'm <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm Absolutely. Gonna, I'm gonna storm the field. Well, let's get out of here and brave the storm outside let's on a spooky it, Halloween day. Of course, again, like, subscribe, share, give us all the all the goodness there. We would appreciate it. But for uh, and you can follow again Trey Pack on Twitter. Yep, at Trey Pack T R E P A C K and Michael underscore Shibley. Hit me up on Twitter and of course the Modern Day Gladiators social media pages on. Facebook and Instagram. But until next time, Trey, and we got some big matchups next week. But until then, too sweet. Love you. See you next time. Bye.